Welcome to the 51st episode of Frank Reactions, the show where we help you profit from the digital era through better customer experiences online and off. My name is Tema Frank. Today we have the second part of a two-part interview with Brent Dalliger, who is the Managing Director for Financial Services at Accenture and is the executive sponsor of their Future Technologies group that looks at robotics and cognitive computing. If you did not get a chance to hear part one, I'd suggest that you go on over to frankreactions.com forward slash 50 and check it out. I think uh, today's episode will stand on its own. If you don't have time to do that right now, you can listen to this part. But he did focus on some different things in the first part. So go go check that out if you have a chance. In this interview, we talk about some breakthrough technologies that are going to bring robots into the business world way faster than most of us had imagined. Ironically, even though the first robots were doing physical skills, the areas where they're catching up and surpassing humans very quickly is when it comes to work that's currently done by clerks and sort of people who whose jobs focus a lot on data entry, but also very soon will be replacing a lot of jobs that are higher order jobs, things like doctors and lawyers. We're up for a huge shakeup in these industries. And uh, he refers in the interview to finding ways so that humans can collaborate with smart machines working with what he called less capable humans. So what is the future? Take a listen to this interview and see what you think. But another application, interestingly enough, is when you see some of the, the new digital uh, endeavors, you see some companies that want to be on the forefront of digital. Yes. They want to do something completely different. But this company is, is, is a, what, a, what you can call a good old company, you mm-hmm. know, like Bank of America yeah. or Fannie Mae or whatever. Right. But they want to be in the forefront of technology. And the issue they have is that they can make a lot of smart stuff on the surface. Yes. You know, what I will normally call digital lipstick. <laughs> nice phrase. And that's something they can do. But the issue is that behind this lipstick, they need to get the data into the systems. And in order to do that in a good manner, they either need a lot of people to enter all the information that <laughs> is now coming in at, at fast speed. Right. Or they need to build new systems, which right. again is extremely costly and takes a lot of time. Right. So, so what we see now are a robotics projects that goes in and solve that equation and basically say you don't need a lot of, you don't need completely new systems and you don't need a lot of people because we can actually get robots to use the old, very, very, uh, uh cumbersome systems. Interesting. The robot really doesn't care. So, huh. so they are patient and they are able to enter information five different places, although it really only should have been one. That is very interesting. That could be huge. I mean, especially when I think of banks and all the legacy systems they've got. Exactly. Wow. And, and this is and this is where this is where we we really talk about job creation. I mean, not just replacement of tedious jobs, but actually job creation because it means that instead of waiting a new system to be developed, they can use two months and then they are live. Huh. That's so, interesting. So that, that is, that is a, a very, uh, a very interesting thing. And then, 
Secondly, also when it comes to other jobs that, that are that used to be impossible, that that's something like, for instance, if you really want to change from one old system to a new one, mm-hmm. one of the big issues is how you migrate. Yes, because if you have so much data in the old systems, and and it's 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 all combined in ways that are not congruent with the new system. Right. So what you normally did in the old days, which was like you know, six months ago, <laughs> that, that, that would be to think, okay, if I need to, uh, if I need to get the data over, I either will, will do this manually. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's only a few, uh, you know, amounts of data, let's say, uh, some hundreds, uh, records with custom information mm-hmm. uh, or whatever, you know, that are small pieces of info, uh, small volumes. Right. Or, I will build a migration program. So basically, I will program a program to migrate. So a migration program, and that will cost a lot of money. Yeah. But it will be able to do the job, but it will also be very complicated to code. You know, the whole structure is different from the new system, so it's quite difficult to, to build these programs. But now with robots, you have a completely third option. You can basically say it's not a question about low volume or high volume. Now you can you can migrate even high volume basically by doing manual entry into the new system. So you basically train it with a few that are done manually, and then it learns how to continue the process. Exactly, because what I what, what I was doing before was okay. If I only had five hundred customers, mm-hmm. I can get some low cost workers to enter them. Yeah, but, but of course, if I have a million. Right. It it would simply be too costly and take too long time. But now I can just use a robot and then fine, it's a one million record, not a problem. Right now, what are the prices like for that kind of technology? Well, I mean, the price level is is like it's like a person, you know, uh, you, you if if you compare, you would say that you will normally be able to get a robot working mm-hmm. uh, for something that is equivalent to around a ten thousand dollar. $10,000 would, would often be a yearly price for a robot, actually. Wow, that's so, so cheap. So, so, and the thing is that this robot is working 24-7. Right, they can replace a lot more than one human. Yeah, 365. Wow. So, so, so if you calculate what is the real price, then the, it's, it's around maybe 2000 to $2,500 a year uh, yeah. compared to a normal worker. That's amazing. This is it's a good business case. Absolutely. I mean, it does sort of make me wonder what's going to happen to all those Filipino and Indian workers. I mean, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is so disruptive. One of the thoughts that keeps going through my mind is as we get rid of all the routine work, how do we deal with the fact that half the population has an IQ of under 100? Like, there are a lot of people out there who don't have the intellectual capacity to do really, really high-order thinking jobs. What's going to become of all these people? That's right. But the interesting thing is that that actually a lot of the high IQ jobs are going to be replaced. So Yeah. I Doctors. We, we should think about when we define IQ, our tendency is to define IQ actually in a, in a, in a very uh, robot-like way. So it's, it's the ability for us to, uh, to combine just digital information, if you will, like numbers, uh, like words, mm-hmm. and recognize patterns. Yeah. Recognize, okay, if these are, if these three objects are like this, what, how does the fourth object fit in? Right. You know, this is, 
and, and math abilities and so on. And that's yeah. all fine. But this is exactly what a robot can do, especially when we talk about the more advanced ones like yep. Amelia, uh, like Watson. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why, that's why if you ask Gartner, they are saying that in 2023, which is again not that far from, from today. Yeah. Around a third of those kinds of jobs as professors, doctors, mm -hmm. you know, lawyers, they will be replaced by smart machines. Wow. So what do you tell your kids to study now, apart from computer design and robot manufacture? <laughs> so actually, and actually, I would, I would say that we need, to, we need to move away from thinking that it's about IQ, because a lot of the IQ stuff is going to be obsolete. Yeah. It's much more a question about the EQ, so I would go back to the good old Daniel Goleman on mm -hmm. emotional yep. intelligence. Yeah. And then I will, I will, I will think about emotional intelligence, uh, and I will think about uh, innovation as well. Mm -hmm. So the ability to innovate and get new ideas, the ability to be emotional in contact with with other human beings, and then lastly, the ability to essentially entertain. Yeah. In all sorts of ways. Let's say that, that, that you have a, a hairdresser as an example. Yes. You know, a hairdresser is a very good example of something that is very good and will be good in the future as well. Yeah, because it's going to be a while till robots have that kind of dexterity. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's not because they can't do it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly, I'm, they can certainly do it, but you won't want it. You, you, yeah. you will not want it. Right. You see, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and, and that goes for a lot of other things. I mean, like, if you think about people doing sports, for instance, I mean, why would we watch golf? I mean, any robot <laughs> can take golf. Yeah. You know, it already is able to do that. And even, even if you look at NFL and something like that, that's not because we really need it. I mean, no. who? <laughs> no, of course that? not. Yeah. So, so I, I think everything that has to do with abilities uh, where humans are comparing themselves with other humans, Yes. Uh, typically sports, for instance, is, yeah. is great. Yeah. Everything on entertainment is great. Yeah. Everything that has to do with art. Yeah. Uh, is great as well. And sort of the ability to be creative. So, so get new ideas, you know, get new ways of, of uh, putting things together is, is perfect. We totally need to change how we're teaching our children. Yes, because unfortunately, and I think this is an even bigger problem for a lot of the Asian countries. Yes. They are teaching people by repetition. Yeah. So essentially, you repeat, you repeat, you repeat, mm -hmm. and then in the end, you can extremely fast calculate whatever you like to calculate. Right. But that's exactly what the robots are going to do. I was just thinking, um, a couple of years ago, my family lived in southern France for a year, and our daughter, who was in her second last year of high school, uh, the French educational system is also very rigid. And she was taking a, an advanced math class, and the professor, or the teacher had given them an assignment, and she struggled over this for two or three days and finally figured out how to solve the problem, showed all her work, got the right answer, And the teacher refused to mark it because she had not done it his way. <laughs> like, seriously? Yeah. So, yeah, there's... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so I think what we're going to see is that it's not so much a question about high IQ people versus low IQ people. I think it's more a question about people that are able to be... I mean, one kind would be the emotional connected people. As, 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 the more high emotional EQ you have... That's, that would be great in the future, I would how, say, as well. 
Although you're saying that the, the robots are being trained to recognize emotions, so but you think it's yeah. still a pretty long way away before they could actually replicate the subtlety of human interpretation. Well, it, but, but it, it's not because it's not because uh, the robots won't do it. They will do it for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But but it's more that that as humans we want to we want to to be in relation with other humans. So if you think about the hairdresser before, you know the hairdresser that is able to dress your hair mm-hmm. fine. But the hairdresser who is able to emotionally connect with you at the same time. You see what I mean? But I wonder how much that'll change. I mean, if I could have a hairdresser that did my hair at home and saved me time and did it every bit as well, I might go for that. It may be, I wonder how much we're just being influenced by our current paradigm. In the same way that with books, I mean, a decade ago... I remember speaking to so many people my age, and I'm in my mid-50s, right, mm. who said, oh, you know, computers, it's, tablets will never replace books because people will always want to curl up mm. with a book. And then my daughter, who at that point was about seven, said to me, Mom, why would anybody want to read a paper book? How can you curl up in bed with that at night? Because you'd have to turn on a light. <laughs> She's used to curling up with a computer screen. <laughs> Exactly, and I and I agree and I agree to this. I mean, there are definitely things where we would say now that this is not going to happen. And if you take the hairdresser as, as an example, certainly there will be some of that happening as well. Yeah. But we will see that also. Is 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 when you see the development of the physical robots. Yes. So the physical robots, they are going to play a big role in exactly that line of work. Yeah. When you talk about the hairdressers. Yeah. But. But that is just even a little bit further out because, because as we have seen, that one of the most uh, difficult things to, to, to actually replicate has to do with how we move, yeah. how we uh, take things in our hands and use our hands and actually even something like walking. They're still not a good robot yeah. in terms of their ability to walk. Yeah, they're it's, still very jerky and um, yeah, it, it's it's very strange because we thought as humans that the ability <laughs> for us to calculate and play chess and stuff like that that was really the thing. But in many ways, a lot of this way that we move and and we don't even think about that yeah. we can just walk down whatever path that yeah. we can find. It's we don't we don't even seem to use our brain to do it. Right. But for a robot, it's just a extremely extremely problematic because. Every step it takes, it, it has to think about, okay, am I now going to disappear into a hole? <laughs> to, to hit a landmine? Am I going to yeah. be, uh, be dipping into uh, some water? Yeah. Uh, uh, is it, is it, is this something that is square or, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's, yeah. it, think about it, just one step. A lot of things can happen just by taking one step, and we don't even think about it. Of course. It was interesting, the landmine thing. I was listening to a radio program the other day, and they were interviewing soldiers who had worked with the mine-detecting robots. And they were saying they would become attached to them. They would start talking to them like as about them as if it was a person. And and when they finally could not be repaired anymore, they'd have funerals. So but this is a very this is a very natural attachment that is happening, and this is something that we see a lot. That when we are doing this, there's a, there's for instance this um, quite a famous robot seal. Oh, the seal, yes. That I guess you may you may know. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and this is quite heavily used now by uh, in, in the elderly sector yes. in, in, in Denmark, for instance. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've read and, about and, that. And, and this has again caused us to now make laws around robots. So we used to have a dog law, for instance, on cat laws. <laughs> what can you do to dogs and cats? But right. now, you know, they're talking about what can you actually do to robots? Did you hear about Hitchbot? There was a hitchhiking robot in Canada. I'll send okay. you, I'll send you a link to it. So yeah. basically this thing was hitchhiking across the country and, and video and streaming. And yeah. finally somebody beat it up basically and destroyed it. And there was a hue and cry. I mean, people were outraged as though it were a person that had been killed. It was, mm. it was really, I'll send you a link. It was really, really interesting. Yeah, but I mean, it, it sort of makes, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this seal here, but, yeah. but I would encourage you to, to just check on YouTube on okay. the video and just see this seal. Mm-hmm. I mean, then, then you, you can immediately, you can immediately see why you are getting attached to it. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, it's not a really a rational thing. It just happens no. because you can see when you stroke it. It, it will it will display its pleasure by being stroked. If you mm-hmm. do it too hard, it will begin to whine <laughs> a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, it will move uh, its its uh, eyes in pleasure, and it will. I mean, really, it seems to be almost alive. I would say. Yeah. Well, it's going to be great for people like me who are allergic to regular pets. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, and the good thing about this one is that it, again, it, it doesn't have to be. It's uh, that's why the, uh, that's one of the reasons why they choose a seal. It doesn't have to be walked. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, you don't have to pick up poop. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think what we're seeing is, if you look at this, these uh, future visions. I mean, they talk about in 2018, 30 percent of admin work will be replaced by robotics. Wow. 2023, a third of all the high IQ job, if you will, which is more high knowledge jobs. So professors, lawyers, doctors, I mean, that would be replaced by smart machines or smart machines working together with, with less yeah. capable humans. Yeah. So, um, so as you talked about how, what would we do to these people that have, have a less IQ? Well, that person might well be your new doctor. <laughs> you yeah. see, I yeah. mean, because before you had this uh, this guy that was really uh, a girl for that matter that had studied for years mm-hmm. to become a doctor, mm-hmm. and then his his lazy friend was saying, "Well, I can I can manage with just one or two years, and then I can do some some uh, I don't know what you call it in the U.S., but not a nurse, but a, but someone who's a not paramedic, a yeah, or something, or a, a nursing aide, yeah." Yeah, some some uh, semi nurse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then in the future, you might see this semi nurse working together with a robot. Sure, makes sense. And giving you extremely good advice on what to do. Yep. Fascinating. Uh, so, uh, so to some extent, I think we could even uh, provocatively say, "What are we going to do with all the high high IQ?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Because a lot of them uh, might not be very socially uh, adept. <laughs> adept. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I should let you go. It's getting very late there, but this has been a fascinating conversation. I, I'm, I, I can't remember how much I told you, but I'm working on a book right now about, well, it's really about customer service, but it's about yeah. the role of people in how, how companies need to change how they interact with people in the workplace, both mm-hmm. as employees and as customers. 
And so I've been thinking a lot about this whole issue of robotics in the workplace and, and what role is this going to leave for the humans? And what I was, what I've been arguing is the role for the humans is because they are still the experts at dealing with the subtleties of human interaction. Yeah. But you're saying that's uh, going away too. That is most likely on its way, uh, yeah, out, if you will, because, um, because it's so important to understand, in order to understand language, in order to understand what's the real meaning and the context, a robot simply needs to understand the, the, the emotional. That's and, uh, and that's why I think this is, this, this will be, especially when you talk about customer service, which is remote. Yes. I mean, like, Having a chat or having a yeah, those for sure can be computerized. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Huh. Okay. Thank you very much for your time, Ben. I will put links in the show notes to some of the things we talked about in the interview, like the video of the robotic seal that's being used in nursing homes, and some of the information and videos about poor little Hitchbot that got destroyed. I think there's now an effort afoot to rebuild him and get him back on the road. I hope you've enjoyed this two-part series. Again, if you missed the first part, go to frankreactions.com forward slash 50. I'd really be interested in what you think will be the role of robots in the workplace and particularly with regard to customer experience and where you think that's going to leave the people who handle customer experience right now. How do you think it's going to change it? please leave your feedback at the website at frankreactions.com forward slash 51, which is the feedback for this episode. And or send me an email, Tema, T-E-M is in marketing, A, at frankreactions.com. Or on Twitter, I'm simply at Tema Frank. Or you can phone and leave a message, 1-866-544-9262. And if we get some feedback, I can play that for people next week when they tune in for next week's episode. That's all for now. Have a wonderful week. Bye.